0: Um, That, that was really my intention is that I need to like, I need to close the the book on the first 48 years of my life, and really open a new, a new book um, for the for the remainder of my, my life, hopefully, you know, 40 plus more years, Um, and I I want it, want them to be very, very strong, very active uh, years.
1: Michelle Edwards. I am the author of a novel called Chronicle of Endings but I want to continue the conversation. It's a conversation about the different endings we face across the course of our lives and ultimately about all the beginnings that open up after. I want to speak to men because men don't always have the place or the permission to talk openly about their difficulties the way women do. But I want to speak to women too because we are all the same human beings trying to navigate the same universal human experiences. Mostly through these interviews, I want to have the opportunity to speak directly and openly with you. Each guest's experiences will allow you to reflect on your own about the endings you have faced and the ones you are yet to face. The mindset and actions which brought these people through their difficult times will, in turn, speak to you about your own. Because whether it's a novel, a podcast or just two mates finally speaking about things that matter over a beer. Words. Words have the power to change people, to change their lives, to change yours. So can we talk?
2: Justin Baxter, hi. Uh, welcome. Hello, to- Michelle. Hi, welcome to Chronicle of Endings. Um, you have an interesting ending to talk about today. You um, you do a few th- a few endings that all tied into one. First of all, you ended drink, you stopped drinking in 2017, and with that, you changed your diet as well to a plant-based diet, and that began the journey of you losing. 80 pounds.
0: That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me.
2: Oh, it's it's lovely to meet you and to be able to hear your story and share it. So do you want to tell us how you got to the point where you felt like you needed to change these things and how it all unfolded for you?
0: Yeah, in a you know, f- f- you mentioned four years ago um, I, I, another uh, weekend of kind of—I uh, guess binge drinking is the best way to to call it—and uh, and I I can go into a little little more detail as to kind of how I got to that point. Um, but another weekend of of drinking too much, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday fun day, and then um, you know going home on a Sunday evening, a work night and, um, you know, continuing to, to drink at home. Um, uh, obviously, um, uh, I think, I think my wife was probably at, at the end of her uh, ability to tolerate the, the drinking. And, um, you know, I woke up the next morning and, um, didn't go to work. And, uh, again, and, um, really, uh, I, I think at that point, I I kind of knew in that moment that I had to stop drinking. I had to make some changes in my life. And it wasn't as if that was a, a one-time thing. It, it, it had been something that I had kind of been wrestling with and struggling with internally for a long time, um, probably many years. And I, f- I finally kind of looked, I looked at myself in the mirror and began a long process that's still ongoing of kind of a self inventory to see where I was at and where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be as a husband, as a father, um, uh, as a friend. And, um, I didn't, didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I uh, had become and decided kind of right then and there that I, um, I needed to make some changes. Uh, first and foremost is I needed to, um, kind of come to the realization that that was my last drink, you know, my last time drinking. And, um, I started, uh, looking at where, where there were meetings, uh, AA meetings, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings uh, locally, um, to kind of get the ball rolling and, um, uh, attend some meetings to kind of uh, jumpstart, uh, what I wanted to, um, what I, what I needed to do. Um, you know, and it was tough. It was, it was hard. Um, uh, hard to kind of come to that realization um, because it, um, you know, it made me feel like I was less than uh, that. I was, you know, I had a a weakness that I had to, you know, admit to myself, to my family. Um, And um, that was difficult, but I, but I knew I had to do it.
2: At what point do you distinguish between drinking as just participating in an active social life and in your friend circle, and it actually becoming a problem.
0: Yeah, that's a great question because I think certainly one of the things that that I did over the years, and um, um, you know, and I kind of joke, kind of it's not really funny, but you know, I had a pretty illustrious thirty-year career as a drinker. <laughs> you know, and um, um, it it became a very much a center of my uh, social life and the way that I socialized. And um, you know, it's it's always uh, kind of justified, you know, that this is how we socialize, this is how we have fun. Um, but it was it was deeper than that because you know, if I if I think back and look. Back very far. You know, I was an only child. Uh, My mother uh, passed when I was very young. Uh, Another ending (laughs) that occurred in my life that kind of put me on a different path. But, um, you know, I was an only child and spent a lot of time by myself, was pretty quiet. Um, You know, I I did okay in school, played sports. But until when I went to college, and started to consume alcohol as a, as a means of socialization and to feel you know part part of a group and feel included. Um, that's really where it started, and that's where it really kind of became um, part of my identity as um, you know kind of a tool for um, improving my ability to socialize, my self esteem, and um, kind of uh, led me off on a roller coaster ride of um, excessive binge drinking and i would always justify it uh, as well it's only on, you know it's only on the weekends it doesn't really interfere with anything um i can always you know i can stop anytime and there's no problem there um i'm not addicted or anything you know that was kind of the 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 the, the things that i would tell myself um, over the years um you know until you know you get to the point where you realize that you know not only am i you know, I'm calling in sick. I'm, you know, going into work late. I'm not the, not only am I not the employee that I know that I can be, I'm not the um, the spouse that I know that I can be. I'm not the father that I know that I can be. Um, always just a, a little bit short of where I want to be, but continuing to fall into the traps of, um, well, you know, we're socializing, so I have to drink. Or we're going to a concert, so I have to have some beers. Or uh, we're doing this event or that event, and, you know, this is what I do. This is who I have become. And, um, you know, fast forward to uh, early 2017, um, and really going through 2015 and 2016, um, just realizing that it it, it had gotten to the point where it was not just on a Friday night or a Saturday night. It was most of it was all weekend, it was happy hours after work, it was uh, pretty much almost every day of the week. Um, But always kind of justified with, well, you know, I went to work the next day, or uh, I was able, you know, I didn't, I'm not going to work drunk, I'm not drinking on the job. uh, So I'm not an alcoholic. But in reality, um, I certainly was, you know, I think there's a spectrum of alcoholism. Um, I wasn't homeless, sleeping on a park bench yet, but who knows? I, I may have got to that point someday. Uh, you know, thank goodness it, it didn't come to that. Um, but really realizing that this is not who, who I am. This is not who I want to be. And um, I, I'm better than this. I'm stronger than this. And I have to make some, some serious changes. Um, you know, I mentioned that, you know, when I was in high school, I, you know, I played sports. And, you know, I missed that. But I but I had got to the point where through drinking too much and eating poorly and not exercising I was over two hundred and sixty pounds um, I was basically hung over four or five days a week and that was always an excuse for not exercising because I didn't uh, feel up to it of course um, and uh, you know kind of the uh, the method of putting things off because I knew that I would be drinking that night or that day, or I'd be hung over the day after that. And it just snowballs and adds up to, to the point where I was basically sedentary and uh, drinking all the time for my uh, socialization. Um, and that's not who, who I was. I wanted to get back um, walking. I wanted to get back playing tennis, playing ice hockey uh, to, uh, you know, being Uh, a a much better person, really, than I knew that I had become. I I felt in those moments toward the end that I had become a poor example uh, to uh, my wife, to my kids. Um, I also knew that, you know, someday um, I would have grandchildren coming. Um, I do have a grandson now, a two-year-old grandson, and I'm uh, seriously very, very uh, feeling very blessed and fortunate to be able to have Uh, made these changes uh, prior to to his birth um, so that I can be uh, all that I want to be for for him and for them.
2: Yeah. So your kids were obviously old enough and aware enough to see your your drinking and how it affected you in your life. Um, Obviously, every father wants to display a good example to their kids. So that must have been something that played
0: on your mind. Absolutely. And I you know I I think I I probably somehow hid it kind of well maybe even in my drinking uh kind of maybe hid uh hid behind my quiet demeanor uh sometimes uh, uh in order to because even today when I talk to people uh, they're they they feel rather surprised when I tell them kind of what I was feeling in, inside and um so I guess um, the problem that I had maybe wasn't as visible to to others on the outside as it was to me. Um, maybe if they kind of look look at it differently or think about it, I think they realize that uh, they know where I'm coming from. But yeah, certainly um, um, having that conversation with my children to let them know because I wanted to, I wanted to be open and honest with them to let them know that uh, not only was I um, just, you know, taking a pause from drinking or, um, you know, taking a, you know, drying out for a little bit and then trying to drink in moderation, Uh, all these things that I had told myself before in the past, but I basically told them that, um, that I was quitting drinking and that that I was an alcoholic and that I had identified that and I wanted them to know, uh, and I wanted them to, you know, I wanted to be transparent with them so that they knew, um, you know what i was going through and what i felt and also i wanted to to let them know that i was um sorry that i couldn't or, or hadn't been able to be better uh through those years even though fortunately enough they they didn't um uh, they really did it wasn't obvious to them you know they had seen me drink before they had probably seen me um quote-unquote drunk before uh, but i don't know if it was as obvious to them as maybe um uh, if it were someone else uh, again maybe just because I'm a little bit more reserved and quiet even even in my drinking uh, days um, uh, but yeah it was very difficult but um, you know I, I felt that I needed to tell them and can co- confront them as well as well as I did with my wife um,
2: when you had the same conversation with your buddies and told them mm-hmm. that you you're no longer going to drink alcohol uh, did you receive support from them or were they trying to convince you otherwise?
0: Yeah, it, nobody tried to convince me otherwise, but it's interesting because uh, certainly in the United States, and I'm assuming that it's the, pretty much the same elsewhere in the world, um, alcohol is so pervasive. It's, it's everywhere. Um, it's, it's at every um, event it's at every, um, I mean, nowadays, depending on what state or country you're in, you can, you can do wine tasting at a grocery store. You can, you know, buy beer at a movie theater. Um, it's, it's pretty much everywhere now. Um, but you know, interestingly, many people said to me, um, wow, that, that's great. You know, I should probably do that too, or I should probably cut back as well. But, you know, not surprisingly, most people don't, or they have trouble doing that. Um, and I don't, I don't, I try to, and and maybe we'll get into this a little bit, but I I try to to show or lead by example as much as possible, because I know I I can't convince anybody to make a change like that. They have to kind of come to that realization themselves. So, um, you know, as the years have passed, I've tried to at least uh, kind of show that um, I can still socialize, I can still have fun um, without drinking, but all in all most of uh, uh, my friend groups were fairly supportive and if anything my um uh my not drinking has probably caused them probably on average to to drink less and uh, i was i was always a great um, kind of server of alcohol where i would um, uh i would end up getting to the point where i would encourage people to drink maybe more than they wanted to um just by nature of my uh, kind of normal internal need to serve. I would basically, I would always be the person handing someone their next beer before they had finished the one that they were already holding. So if, if anything, maybe I caused people to drink a little bit less by my quitting.
2: That's surprising. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, really nice to know that you've had an influence.
0: And, and, you I, I I hope I can influence people, um, and that's you know part of the reason why uh, I'm here talking with you is that if I can if I can influence anybody if I can influence one person you know to make a change, um, you know I, I uh, relish the opportunity to do that. You know there there are some friend groups, frankly, that I've chosen to simply not uh, spend as much time with anymore, or in, in some cases. Uh, decided to not spend any time with because their their lives their socialization is is very much still centered around um you know excessive alcohol intake and i just i'm choosing to spend my time otherwise um so
2: when you're that's going to change too when you're um sober around people who are quite drunk it's not it's not very endearing <laughs> you see it right much different light when you're not drunk with them. Um, So on a grassroots level, just the way you navigated this, did you avoid going into social situations? Did you still go to the pub and not drink or did you, did you avoid it for a while?
0: Um, For a while I avoided it pretty much altogether. Um, it, It took, took a while. Um, And then um, even after, you know, six months or so, uh, I would go back, um, usually with my wife. And, you know, we we did have some, I I wanted to still try to be at least, um, and I don't want anybody to take this wrong, but at least in my mind, I wanted to be, quote unquote, strong, where I could still be uh, in, in public, in situations, and still be able to handle it because I never, to this day, I still am not 100% certain that I ever had a physical addiction to alcohol, but I definitely had a mental addiction to alcohol. Um, I definitely felt the need to drink it, and once um, I started, I had a hard time stopping, um, and that that was always the problem with, with me over the years, or you know, over those 30 years that I mentioned, where I um, I never really, I didn't really ever have too much of a problem um, putting a pause on drinking for a while, but whenever I would go back to it, I would end up drinking excessively um, pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, initially it was just staying away from alcohol altogether, and then kind of slowly uh, re-entering some social situa- situations. Still not really um, easily coming to, to grips with telling people, Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm an alcoholic. Or, uh, he was just like, yeah, I'm not drinking. I'm having a Diet Coke, you know, I'm driving, you know, that type of thing. Um, that took a little bit longer to kind of, um, internally feel uh, more comfortable, um, uh, talking about it openly. Um, but again, that comes back to, you know, um, self-confidence and being able to feel better with, um, um, admitting kind of those, um, uh, internal failures or internal faults that, that I would feel that I had. Um, but at the same time, as I was dealing with that, I was putting a lot of focus on uh, my overall health and wellbeing, well, well-being. So as I started to see other physical improvements, I started to feel quite a bit more comfortable kind of holistically as not only have I had really addressed the alcoholism problem, but I have also... Um, addressed other issues within my overall health and well-being at the same time.
2: So where did the diet start to come in?
0: Yeah, it it kind of started um, around the same time. You know, it was kind of, they were pretty closely coupled. Um, You know, not only did I feel that, hey, uh, you know, I've got to stop drinking. I can't drink anymore. I can't drink in moderation. There's no point. I have to stop drinking. I also kind of as i mentioned started doing a inventory and was like i'm two hundred and sixty three pounds you know i'm not i'm not very i'm not seven feet tall so i'm not uh you know i'm five ten so two hundred and sixty pounds is is a lot of pounds on a five foot ten man <laughs> so um i was uh so I decided that I really needed to focus on my overall health as well. Um, so, kind of classically, as a lot of people do, is I, I basically started to count calories, really pay attention to what I was eating, uh, just from a calories in, calories out standpoint, and I started walking. Um, and it was wasn't uh, it wasn't easy to walk a mile, uh, you know, at first. Uh, and then I just slowly, gradually started to walk more and more. Um, got into a pretty good rhythm, you know, walking once a day. Um, and at the same time, started to make some, uh, you know, dietary changes. Um, mostly portion control, eating less fast food, and really just paying attention to how much I was consuming. But then I started to, um, I kind of got uh, turned on to a couple, couple podcasts. Um, uh, uh, one uh, by a guy named Rich Roll. He's a, like an ultra endurance athlete. Former alcoholic who kind of turned his health around, um, and then an, another by a guy named Simon Hill, uh, an Australian guy actually, who um, is a kind of uh, pretty big in the plant-based community, and they started to kind of uh, change change my change my focus and turn me on to um, how beneficial a plant-based diet can be um, for weight loss, of course, but just for overall health and well-being. Um, uh, in, in addition to a lot of the kind of uh, humanitarian and uh, animal rights and uh, climate change impacts that a plant based diet can have. And um, so I started to gradually phase some things out. Started to phase out red meat, pork, chicken, and then you kind of just slowly over the, probably the course of a year got to the point where I was. Pretty much eating about a I would say about a ninety five percent plant based diet, and the change um, when I really finally cut out the chicken and the um, uh, animal products like um, butter and eggs and milk and things like that it kind of put me over kind of over the top in terms of uh, I was like at a plateau I had gotten. I'd gotten down to about 215 pounds or something like that just with kind of monitoring uh, my diet. But then when I went plant, when plant-based um, you know, I saw some, some, some even more significant improvements and even more so than just the weight loss is that I started to feel better. I started to feel more energized, more rested, um, joint pain in my knees and my shoulders that I had had, for years had gone away uh, virtually, and um, you know at the same time I was exercising uh, significantly more and more. Um, uh, I got back to um, playing ice hockey, which I certainly couldn't. I couldn't even fit into the equipment that I had um, anymore, and um, certainly was in no condition to play ice hockey um, after a, a night of drinking or after a weekend of drinking. So it was a uh, you know great to get back to that, and it's obviously a very good very good workout. So. You know, that kind of that combination of a slow, gradual approach. Um, I don't think, uh, certainly not me and not anybody else, Um, you can't necessarily make a dietary change like that um, overnight, Um, but uh, over the course of, you know, really a a couple of years uh, is what uh, kind of led me down that path into a plant-based diet. Did your wife go
2: along on this plant-based diet with you?
0: Um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, she, she will stray a little bit um, and uh, have some cheese here and there, but for the most part, um, she she's on board with it. She is, uh, you know, reaping the benefits of it and uh, she's enjoying it as well.
2: After cutting out alcohol and animal products, you must, and, and losing the weight, of course, you must have felt like a completely different man.
0: Yeah, um, th- there's there's no question with that. I mean, if I think back, you know, five years ago or six years ago, it feels, it sounds cliche, but it seems like a lifetime ago. It seems like that was a different person. Um, And, you know, you know, back, back to talking about the the drinking problem, I knew that I had a drinking problem uh, for a long time. And, you know, one of the reasons why I knew it was because I was I was planning events around drinking. I was planning dinners around you know who had good beer on tap or where where we could go or who we would be with because I knew I could drink. And to think back to those days, it it seems like a different person. It seems like how could I have possibly been so focused on that um as opposed to to now where you know my focus Truly is, and I and I would have said it then, and I'm not trying to say that it wasn't. But my focus now is truly my family, and, and my priority is to, you know, how can I be a better person for my family? And that, to me, that has everything to do with my uh, my mental health, my physical health. And to think back, you know, five or six years ago, um, how I thought my family uh, was my priority when, in, in actuality, my priority was, was drinking, um, to be, to be perfectly blunt with it. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, it, it does, it does feel like, uh, it feels like I'm a new person. And in some ways, um, yeah, I, f- I feel like it's, um, I, I don't feel that way when I see my gray hair, but I, I feel like it's taken 20 years off my life. It, it's, you know, it's taken me back to, you know, how I felt when I was, you know, 25 years old or 30 years old or something like
2: that. Yeah. I'm sure it would not only extend the duration of your life, but significantly make the quality of those years better, so much better.
0: Absolutely. You know, I used to I used to think that I wanted to just be kind of this the social partier, um, and this is this is just who I am. But but now I, I realize that the person I want to be is the person who's like. Not living, uh, living just t- how do I put this? You know, I want to be living a very active, very healthy life for a you know, for the rest of my days. I don't want to just be a- alive, but I want to be living while I'm alive. I guess if that makes any sense, that's
1: a reason. Really- you
0: know, so many people they, g- they get to the point where they're just kind of uh, they're 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 alive, but they're not able to live because they're. Uh, either they're they're over, you know, they have a weight problem, or their uh, their knees have given out, or they can't walk, and that that's you know I feel I feel awful for anybody that has those types of you know health issues, but you know I I want to live as healthy and uh, uh, active life as I can, and um, you know I think I knock on wood I hope that I've taken taken the steps not too late, and that uh, it it um, will will. Reap those benefits in the years to come, um, because that's that, that's really my goal. And that's you know when I think back four years ago, when I kind of looked in the mirror and and said I, I need to stop drinking and really change my life now. Uh, for, you know um, that that was really my intention. Is that I need to like I need to close the the book on the first 48 years of my life and really open a new a new book um, for the for the remainder of my my life, hopefully, you know, 40 plus more years. Um, And I, and I want it, want them to be very, very strong, very active uh, years.
2: And you have the power to make that decision. It's in your hands. You go down one path or another. Uh, You must have a lot of confidence, not only from what you see in the mirror and what you can do physically now that you might not have been able to do five years ago, but, More importantly, you must get confidence just from exercising on the daily, that mental strength to uh, continue making healthy choices for your body and for your life.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, You know, as you know, four or five years ago, I I literally would think, oh, you know what, I, I should I should really stop drinking. Or I should I should really start exercising again. And then within within that same internal conversation, I would talk myself out of it. And I would simply say, No, you can't. This is just this is who you are. This is who you've become. This is this is it. This is this is what this is what you are. You're you're not going to be able to play ice hockey again. You're you're never going to weigh you know 180 pounds or 170 pounds again. Um, it's just it's just not going to happen. And I would talk myself out of it. And then I would open up another beer, or I would pour myself another drink. And I would think this this is it. This is who I am. This is who I've become. And I guess the the message really is that um, I don't I don't think anybody is ever at the point where they can't make significant changes um, to their to their life. Um, it, it is, uh, it is a matter of um, resolve, and, and and it's not easy. It's hard. It's difficult. Um, I don't pretend that any of this has been uh, easy or that um, uh, the change has not been without uh, some growing pains uh, over the past four years. But at the end of it, or, or at the end of the day, um, um, I, I could not imagine going back. I could not imagine going back to those days just four years ago, which... Um, even, even those four years, um, uh, and, it, and it has nothing to, nothing to do with who the president of the United States was, which also makes the last four years seem really long. But four years ago seems uh, like a, a lifetime ago. And I can't imagine going backward uh, to, to 2017. Um, you know, people ask me quite often, you know, do you ever think about drinking or do you ever, ever think you'll just uh, drink, you know, in moderation? And I, I truly believe that I, that I can't. Um, and that's, that's hard, that's hard, you know, kind of, it's difficult to like, to make that, uh, kind of re- resolution to say, you know, I really, uh, can't drink anymore. Um, but we, we, we all make choices every day of things that we'll never do. And, you know, this is one of those ones for me personally that, um, I simply, I simply can't do. And, um, that's just the way that it, that it has to be. And, um, you know, it's, um, um, uh, again, I I can't imagine going backward.
2: Let's be honest, Justin, you, when you make this decision or when you're in the process of making this decision, you really have to drop all of the excuses. Um, Otherwise you could just rest on your excuses into, you know, the grave really, you could say, oh, well, it's a bit hard for me because I can't, I struggle when I exercise because I have joint pain, but you know it it's an excuse and as you had joint pain and you found a way to get around that with low impact exercise you realized that you know it was an excuse and it didn't have to you know it it didn't have to stop you and um you know there's a lot of <laughs> excuses i guess that people have to overcome through this journey
0: absolutely um you know it's it's certainly uh as I mentioned, it hasn't been easy. Um, and physically you do have to push yourself through, um, some uh, physical pain. Um, I read somewhere once that, and I I would, I don't know if this is scientific or not, but, um, most, most pain is, is like, it's like 20% or 30% physical. The rest of it is really mental, uh, pain where you have to, you have to simply push through it. And, um, in order to get any, in order to get the results um, you do have to push through and uh, do things that are pretty difficult. Um, And, you know, in 2019, uh, again, this is one of these things that I thought I would never, ever be able to do, but I I ran a 5k, you know, basically a a 5k race. Um, I didn't win. I, you know, I, I finished okay for my age group, but for me, it was, it was me against me. And it was something that I, that I wanted to do. And I kind of, I really planned for it for like a year to do it. Um, I really wanted to do it and it was something that I wanted to achieve. Um, but it wasn't easy. Um, literally, you know, to run, you know, three miles, um, was something that, you know, I did that when I was 18 and I, I never thought I would be able to do that again. And I did it. Um, I did something, um, uh, earlier this year, uh, the it, it was, uh, there's a, a former, uh, Navy SEAL, uh, Writer, motivational speaker uh, named David Goggins. I'm not sure if you've heard heard of him or not, but um, he he kind of put out a challenge uh, to um, to people that um, follow him uh, uh, on social media called the 4 by 4 by 48, which was basically uh, it sounds insane, but it was uh, every four hours you run or walk or or move or whatever you need to do. Um, but every four hours, you run four miles for 48 hours. Um, it sounds insane, and it was, and I did it. And um, it was probably the most difficult thing I ever did. Um, you know, setting an alarm for uh, four in the morning, um, uh, you know, and then doing it again at eight in the morning, and then doing it again at noon. Um, but I did it, and it, and it, it wasn't uh, wasn't a timed event. And it was uh, especially now in the time of uh, uh, COVID-19. It was it was me alone, just doing it myself, um, keeping track of the times and things like that. Um, but it was something that I never, it was probably the most difficult physical thing I've ever done, um, but I did it. And um, it was definitely me against me. It was my mind, you know, versus me, uh, my heart. My, You know, um, it, there was physical pain, but there was really nothing worse than the mental pain um, because I knew that it, as soon as I, as soon as I got moving, I could do it, even though the last few rounds were pretty rough. Um, it was really in my mind because I could have quit. I could have stopped at any time. There was nobody nobody watching me. There was nobody telling me to do it um, uh, other than myself. And, uh, you know, I got through it. So that type of um, accomplishment is, you know, something that I, I want to continue to kind of challenge myself to do. Um, maybe it's part of my mentality where I. Um, I like, I like to have a plan and I like to uh, have things to, um, kind of, uh, mark, mark out in the future and strive for, um, you know, I, I would like to lose a couple more pounds, um, but nothing too significant, you know, maybe five or 10 more pounds. Um, and I would, you know, maybe someday I'll run a marathon or maybe someday I'll run a half marathon or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but I think it's important for us to, um, um, to set goals and to, you know, you know, put something out on the calendar and just say, you're going to do it and, and do it. And, um,
2: um, and again, exercise that mental stamina, but you must get so much satisfaction from doing that four by four by 48. When you started this journey, you could barely walk a mile. So when you right. think about how far you've come and must be really really satisfying for
0: you. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you know, we went to a, a, a wedding reception recently, and there were, there were people there that I hadn't seen in a long time, um, you know, probably, probably in four years or, you know, three or four years or maybe even more. And, uh, you know, it, it was awkward, of course, but nice to hear people make compliments or say that I looked good or that I looked young, you know, um, which, isn't necessarily my intention, but it, um, it's, it's also, uh, a, a good way because a lot of people were asking me, you know, how, how did I do it? What did, what did I do? Uh, oh, you're not drinking. You're what, what are you eating? You know, and a lot of questions like that. So, um, you know, I've been, uh, glad to take any oppor- opportunity to talk about what I'm doing, because, it, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not, uh, I know that I can't tell people, here's what you should do. Here's, here's the recipe for success or here's, you know, you need to stop that and start this. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't do that. Um, I, I do like to uh, be an example and, you know, people will ask me questions and I'll be glad to let them know what I'm doing or what resources that I've tapped into or what podcasts I'm listening to or what I'm eating or et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, I think I've been able to influence some other people but yeah it's it's nice to um, you know it does make me feel good uh, it makes me feel good as a uh, you know somebody who is an example or can be an example to other people uh, to help them maybe uh, make make some changes um, in their lives that maybe they want to make um, if nothing else it you know it doesn't even have to be you know alcohol or exercise or fitness or anything like that it can just be an example to other people that you know if if there's anything they want to do, they should, they can try it. They, they can take steps toward it. You know, it could be quitting drinking. It could be losing weight. It could be learning how to play the saxophone, or I I don't know. It could be anything, but um, it's basically that, um, you know, there, there are things that are difficult to do and it takes um, hard work. It takes um, commitment. um, And it takes, um, Kind of the the ability to to push through some of the obstacles that will come in the way um, and just keep going. Um, One of the things that I've tried to do along the way is when I feel like, uh, and again, this might sound a little cliche, but when I find that I'm starting to get comfortable or um, maybe plateau a little bit, I I make a point of um, adding something to the mix, you know, taking an extra you know, I, I have a dog who loves to go out uh, and walk and run with me. So I'll take the dog for another walk. You know, I'll take the, you know, I'll do something. I'll park park my car further away, so I have to walk farther to the door, or whatever the case may be. But I always try to add a little something extra uh, to just to keep to keep me keep me going, keep me pushing.
2: You say that the journey to losing weight or, or making you know health changes in your life. Is difficult but we also have to recognize that that continuing to be unhealthy is also difficult they're just a different set of obstacles so you have to choose you know what well, <laughs> what obstacles you actually want to overcome
0: yeah, absolutely um i've i have i have talked to some friends that um you know it's they, they want, they would like to make the changes in their lives. They would like the results. Um, but in a lot of people, I think they want the results. Um, uh, and I used, to, I used to think about that. I used to think about, uh, you know, back when I was, you know, 250 or 260 pounds, I used to think, yeah, I'd like to be 200 pounds. And then I would just continue to eat and drink in a very unhealthy way. Uh, or, you know, I would, you know, I would like to, um, you know, run a marathon. And then I would, you know, you know, open another beer. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat where they want, they would like the results, but they're not yet willing to, uh, take, take the steps necessary. And that's the hard part. And, and that's where, um, hopefully I can, I can be an example to them. Hopefully I can be a resource to some people. Um, like I said, even if one person can use me as a resource, you know, I feel that I can, uh, you know, I'm doing, doing some of the right things, because it's hard, and, um, you know, um, it's been a journey, and I'm still, I still feel like I'm on it, Um, you know, I still kind of say every day that, you know, I'm not going to drink today, um, and I'm going to get my exercise in every day, um, um, even, even on days where it's, where I know it's going to be hard, Um, so I had a, Uh, hockey game on Sunday. And it left me with a a bit of a bit of a sore back and a sore calf muscle yesterday morning, but I still made sure to get out. And I, you know, I took it a little slower pace. You you never want to injure yourself. I mean, there's a difference between kind of soreness and and injury, and you have to be careful with injury. You know, I would never tell anybody to, um, you know, to run a mile on an injury, um, so to speak. Uh, You have to be careful with, with that. Um, but um, uh, you sometimes do have to kind of stay committed and push through some, some makes and pains as well. So
2: if somebody who is listening to this conversation today um, found that it really resonated with them, what one nugget of wisdom would you say to get them started? Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, if it's a, if it's a, a journey of, um, you know, a commitment to stopping, uh, drinking, I would just say that, you know, you, you can be, you can be who you want to be without alcohol. Alcohol is not necessarily, um, the tool, um, for, um, your self-esteem or for your socialization and you'll be better for it and you'll feel better for it. Um, if it's simply, um, a fitness-related uh, goal or a, you know, a health-related goal. Uh, I, similarly, um, it won't be easy, but um, as I mentioned, you, you, in order to live a really healthy, active life, um, we have to really think hard about what we put into our bodies. Um, and uh, you won't make significant change overnight but you have to take some, take some, some steps, take some steps toward uh, the end goal. But the most important thing is to take, take a step. And um, because taking a step is certainly better than taking no steps. Um, But to constantly remind yourself that it's a, it's a continuum. It's not necessarily, um, you know, something that's going to happen with a, uh, the, a silver bullet, there, because there there are no there are no silver bullets or magic magic pills, uh, because most of those things that are sold as um, kind of magic formulas, um, quote unquote diets or uh, quick fixes, um, they're not sustainable. Uh, there are no quick fixes. Uh, there are no shortcuts. Um, it has to be a, a continual um, uh, line of of improvement. Um, in my case, um, I reached the point where I, I did have to, uh, quit drinking and I got support to help my, help myself do that. Um, it wasn't something that I did completely on my own. And, um, I've leaned on a lot of other external resources, um, to help me with, uh, uh my, uh, health and nutritional goals as well. Um, so I, th- I think kind of the short answer to your question is, um, you know, take a step in the direction that you want to go in, um, but take take those steps, and there's all kinds of support out there uh, uh, for you. And um, you know, don't be don't be afraid to to lean on those uh, uh, external um, means of support to help you, because there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, a lot of groups, a lot of uh, a lot of resources that are there to help.
2: Yeah, such a good example. Thank you oh well
0: thank you thank you very much
2: and thanks for sharing your story it's it's truly inspiring
0: thanks for taking the time to to listen um, I appreciate what you're doing I think um, it's a, it's a great format um, with a lot of different uh, uh, kind of uh, topics and directions and journeys and it's really it's really awesome I appreciate what you're doing
2: Oh thanks well yeah I just um, I hope that when people really need it <laughs> we can all together touch people in a way that would make an impact in their lives Um, because life you know life is hard but we can get through it and we can flourish
0: agreed thank you so much thank
1: you please share this story with anyone you feel may benefit from hearing it or if you or someone you know have your own story to share feel free to drop me an email at m.